Hi, and welcome to the Conscious Connections podcast with me, your host, Katie Farrell, creating a place for mind, body, and spiritual growth for today's women through inspiration, knowledge, and conversation. And in today's episode, Connecting to You Through Your Cycles, I'm chatting with Susan Sheehan about her journey. As a C-suite director in creative media, she suddenly realised how disconnected from herself she'd become and found her way back to balance and connection through the Ayurvedic way of following her natural rhythms and cycles. So she's going to be sharing with us today some of the, um, the ways in which she has done this for herself and is now helping other women to do the same and to connect to their life purpose or dharma. Susan, if you want to just introduce yourself to us, um, tell us a bit about you know, your background, how you've got to where you are today, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Great. Thank you, Katie. It's a lovely introduction. Um, gosh, it's, it's such a hard one, isn't it, to start off with yourself? Because more often than not, we, we start with what we do rather than who we are or maybe how we're feeling. So today I'm, um, I'm really excited to be here, actually. Um, I, love, I'm, I love your Conscious Connections is such a beautiful name to call your podcast. And um, Connections is one of my values, actually, one of my core values. And I think my journey almost started with knowing, finding out and identifying, I guess, what my core values were. And Connections and, and community is one of them. But I, I've been on this amazing journey for the last, I don't know, definitely five years. It's been like a, a train nonstop going with this amazing learning curve. And, and I'm a learner, I'm a lifelong learner um, of connecting back to myself. Um, I think like some of your listeners um, might relate to this. I, I spent 20 years in the corporate world, I successfully, and, and I'm using inverted commas here with my hands, successfully navigated and climbed the ladder and, um, you know, got to C-suite and sat on the board. Um, and what I found was all I was doing, I was living very much in the external world. And what I found I was doing was, um, I was trying to meet my own high expectations, even though I don't even know where, where they were coming from. Um, obviously a lot of it is like uh cultural conditioning mm. um and always striving you know always been in that masculine energy and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have called it you know a few years ago i really wouldn't have called it masculine energy but that's what it was it was always looking to the external world always looking for that recognition um i was never really into titles or money or, or anything like that i was just really hard you know it's a good worker um but i never seemed to have time for myself and, and time to really stop and connect with myself and what what was resulting from that um which I've obviously completely flipped now that I you know have a community of where connection is at the core and uh, at the core of the community and back self mentoring um I never had time to pause you know have that recognize that we need yin and feminine energy as much as we need the yang and the masculine energy. It's mm. almost like saying, you know, um, imagine a world just men, full of men. Okay, sometimes it feels like that in the boardrooms um, <laughs> and the world leaders. And, but also imagine just a world of women, like we need both, yeah. right? 
and living in a world where I was completely in the yang and the masculine energy I I forgot myself I didn't I didn't have time to even take five minutes for myself um, and so that that's quite a journey to you know spending 15 20 years of that to uh, five years ago I left my job I left all the security I left all the again success of what mm -hmm. we did success and um, I left all that behind and there were several reasons for it um, one I guess the, the turning point for me was I was lying on the floor one night uh, in the bathroom at home writhing in pain from a menstrual cycle and I've had a relationship of tolerance discomfort um and outright you know almost just ignoring my menstrual cycle mm. for 30 years 25 30 years um and it was that moment as i was lying on the floor i just said to myself and i said to my body i went okay okay i'm listening i'm finally listening to you mm, wow. uh, we need i i need to i don't want to be here next month in this and it's not that i had it every month um, certainly not to that extent, although the PMS was, was quite intense. But I, I, I tar finally turned inwards and went, I'm listening. I'm finally listening to you. I don't want to, I don't want to live like this anymore. So that's not, I, I guess that's a very big introduction um, in terms of, it doesn't tell you much about me, but uh, as you can, I guess you can tell I'm Irish, uh, lived in Ireland for 20 years and I've lived away for 20 years. I lived in London for 16 years, which I loved, but I did leave it uh, two years ago. But my husband and myself sold our house and left. And it was part of that journey actually to, to take a bit of time out um, and to find some, some perspective, I guess. And obviously you don't have to leave your home and sell your house and all of that to, <laughs> to have perspective to find yourself. Um, you can do that quite, quite happily at home. Um, but throughout my whole life, I've always, always had this, I guess, this very strong belief in myself and belief that there's, there's always some, some, there's always options, right? That there's always another way. Mm. And uh, the turning, you know, another moment in, in, in my life that I guess switched things up or it certainly elevated things was having a conversation with a woman and she was on the exec team and at the group level of my last job and I was saying to her god I really I really want to grow more I really at this stage I was keen on becoming the CEO of a business and um, she she took me under her wings a bit she began my informal mentor really and because of her I I had said to her, you know, I want to grow. I want to understand how businesses work and all of this. And I was still very, very much, as you can tell, all about like, how quick can I get there? Take me there as fast as I can, you know, go, 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 go. Uh, and she suggested going to business school. And because I'm a learner, she knew because I was a learner that this would, you know, it would interest me. And because of that conversation, um, after my initial, oh, will they accept me or my experience enough? You know, this, mm. this, this stuff that we as women tend to say to ourselves. I got over that within 24 hours and um, I applied to Stanford and I went to Stanford Graduate Business School, which is incredible. And when, when I got there, it was 46 of us in the class and there was only four women. And I was just wow. like, oh my God, four women, um, including myself. <laughs> so um, 
And I recognize, and I wrote it down a few times while I was there, I wouldn't be here if she hadn't actually said to me, she hadn't offered that option. I wouldn't even have, I didn't think of it actually. I just didn't think of it. And then when I decided to go, I thought I'm going for the best, you know, college or university or school that will stretch me. And it's one of my proudest moments actually, because it was nothing to do with going to that, was nothing to do with going to um, a graduate business school. It was about confidence in myself and it was about taking myself so out of my comfort zone (laughs) Um, and finding a new community as well. and even though it was like it was, you, you went for a month and then you went back again for a second month. And even though it was, sh- it was short-lived, you know, it's a community that I still have that I can, mm. that I can come back to if I want. Right. Um, but yeah, that was the moment I think that I, that um, it's the reason I set up Back Yourself Mentoring, which is all about offering women options. And right. There's always the message, it's always that there's options in life, that there is opportunities out there and that you have a choice. Yeah. So it's great, isn't it, that you were, a, that you recognised in that moment that that wasn't something, a path that you would naturally have gravitated towards or recognised as an opportunity that was there for yourself. But having been, it's almost like being given the permission, isn't it, to say, do you know, I can go for this, I can do this. And as, as you were saying, that kind of what sounded like imposter syndrome, you know, that was there for sort of 24 hours thinking, am I good enough for this? Can I really do it? And fantastically got over that and went for it and yes as you say stretch yourself out of your comfort zone but brilliant that you then saw that as you know four women out of 46 in a class total size is just I mean even now things are improving aren't they for for women um being able to break through that glass ceiling and we've got yeah. great leaders like Jacinda Ahern you know definitely lighting the way I is my belief um, but to actually then see that the opportunity that you were given by, you know, that um, sort of informal mentoring and being able to say, actually, this is something that so many other women could benefit from, you know, to see that there are opportunities, to see that we're worthy of, of doing more with ourselves, of having the same opportunities as, you know, the rest of um, the C-suite that you were in, other management teams, you know, as, as men, and to be able to then provide that pathway to connect people the mentors with the mentees um, and I've seen from being with you you know for the past year just how community connection is so strong for you and you know it's one of the many ways that we've we've connected <laughs> through isn't it because again connection for me is so strong it's part of who I am and something else balance as well you were talking about the yin and the, the yang us you know, it's not all about being feminist or using all feminine energy or it all being women. It's, it's get, getting the balance in, in every area of life, isn't it, that makes us stronger, that makes us more able to use the full complement of who we are and what the community, mm. any community, can bring for each other. Um, and, I, yeah, and I think there's a lot of women here that will connect not only with that and your journey very similar to mine as well um having come through corporate and then you know a particular situation or um something that happens that actually makes you sit up and go i can't do this anymore or i'm not going to put up with this anymore or whatever it is there's got to be something else and um and now how you how you use that 
intention of balancing the feminine and the masculine energy, connecting with ourselves internally. I think that's really fascinating as well. Um, you know, something I would call our soul purpose when we think about who we are. And I think a lot of people are starting to question that. And that often happens with those big um, life changing moments that, as you said, happened on the bathroom floor, led to you sort of moving to a different country. And it doesn't, as you say, have to be quite that <laughs> big a change. <laughs> we can just do it in our, in our living rooms, in the life we're living right now, okay. and just start to <laughs> make changes. But there's often those things, you know, for me, part of that, um, the catalyst was having my son. Um, and that's, you know, one of the biggest changes we can go through as a, as a, as a woman. So, so do you want to maybe expand a bit more on that now then? Because I think that's going to resonate with a lot of women in terms of both the turning inward and asking ourselves, who, who am I? What am I here to do? Um, and also, as you know, I'm fascinated with that link to the menstrual cycles and how you use those as a, a conduit to, to work with women. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's interesting because when I started out with Backerself Mentoring, and, and I, st I still very much does, does an underwriting element of this, is about the, the desire for, um, I guess it, it would be one of my outlier core values is about justice and equality. Yeah. Um, but I've shifted a little bit in that thinking in terms of we are equal, we're all equal gender, gender race we're just all humans right we're all humans absolutely however women and men are different also mm. um, and we have entered into we have to look back to it also and appreciate what has gone on in the past to appreciate where we are now and where we're going and i often think about um there, there, of course, there's a societal thing about like always like what's next, what's, you know, what's the next thing you can achieve, you know, what's like advertising has had a massive impact. I think it's why I never felt at home in a business that I was in for six years that was solely about awarding advertising. <laughs> and it was, it was just eating away at one at integrity, my own integrity. I was, it was not aligned to, to my values at all. Um, and what, what I'm referring to is that um, you know, if you think about your your mother or whoever your carer was, there's very few times that you would have seen the woman sitting down, right? Because mm. she, either whether it's our parent, our our mother, or our grandmother, or our great grandmother, you think about that they would always have been um, looking after the home, looking after the children, making sure the fire was down, making sure the wood was in, making sure they go back and not a generation and you're talking about like they would have been tending to the vegetable patches. They're, they would have been running. They were the operations. They were the CEO of the house, right? They were the operations of most of it while the men were outside, right? Yes. And so, but the one key thing, because this has been on my mind a lot, because, uh, you know, connecting to the moon cycles as well. But there would have come a stage where, you know, they would have been getting up at sunrise and they would have been going to bed at, sun you know, they would have been mm. slowing down by sunset, right? Whatever yes. time that is. And obviously we're coming in, we're in summer now, so it would have been quite late. And they would have been synced to that, even if they didn't know what, like, we now have to read a book to, to understand what moon cycles are. And that <laughs> ideally that we need to be in touch with nature and uh, that we need to, like, that 
our bodies are, you know, 75% or whatever the exact percentage is full of water and therefore what's happening outside is happening inside. Mm -hmm. But they would have slowed down, right, at sunset. Like, there would have been no electricity and they would, and I, this is in my grandparents' generation probably, and they would have done more easeful things. Maybe they prepared a little bit for the morning, maybe they were sewing, maybe they're, but we never have an opportunity to slow down. Like, and I'm speaking specifically about women. We never give ourselves the opportunity to slow down because we never saw it in our moms specifically um, because they were always going, right? Mm. Most, of our, most of our carers are moms. I'm conscious of my, who I'm referring, you know, who I'm referring to. Um, so we haven't, like, we have to be kind to ourselves also and recognize that we never take pause to turn inwards. The thing is you can't turn inwards or find out what your purpose is or know, um, know why you're feeling crappy and why your menstrual cycle may or may not be flowing nicely or in any way connected to yourself if we don't stop, right? Mm. And it is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, I am so now aware that I need to slow down and I find it probably the, the hardest thing to do. Like even as I'm talking here, I'm like, Hey, take a breath, ground yourself down a bit, Susan. I guess. <laughs> so for me, there's different ways of doing this, right? But for me, the way that um, it's two or three years since I started, but I started journaling my menstrual cycle. And up until that point, you know, um, for me personally, my journey, like I said, is one of pain, terrible PMS, um, migraines, like really debilitating. I used to have to take days off school and everything. Um, and I liked to be on that one. I was exactly yeah. the same every month. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's not a nice place. It's really not a nice place to be. And what I ended up doing personally was like moving away from my body. You know, I knew that if I had a, a drink like of alcohol on my period, in my period, that my period would stop because my body was only able to, it was either only able to detox the blood my bleed or detox the alcohol it couldn't do both because that's what our, our livers that's what our bodies are doing that's what our bleed mm. is it's helping us to detox and flush out everything everything that we've experienced in that month it helps helps us to avoid burnout but i'll come on to that um so i started journaling mine because of that incident on the floor um i did a course with a woman called claire baker who is a student herself of the Red School. I don't know if you've come across them, but it's yeah. Alexandra Pope and, oh, I can't remember the second woman's name, but they wrote Wild Power. Yes, yes. Um, and there's another amazing book as well, if women are interested in period power, that's probably a little bit more accessible maybe, but they're both amazing books. And what I started doing was on the first day of my period, I, I had no idea, by the way, what my period was, but I started to journal a few words. How am I feeling today? You know, how am I feeling physically or emotionally or mentally? And the idea of journaling the cycle is that you start to see trends and your awareness starts to grow. It's like almost, I actually genuinely, genuinely believe that the minute that I said, I need to look after you, I need to look after you. And I was talking to myself, I need to look after you, Susan. What, what do you need? What do you want? That it eased. Mm. And the, the course that I did with Claire Baker, I, on, within a few weeks, things started to shift in me. Um, 
And within a few months, I became aware, because by the time I became aware much more of there's a cycle. Let me explain the cycle for a second. So in one month, and assume that you have um, whatever your cycle is, mine used to be, and hopefully is, well, it is what it is, but it was going from like, you know, 22 days to 45 in the last four months that has stabilized. But in that cycle, whatever your days are, from the day you start bleeding, that's your period, it's winter. And they call it winter. They do right. things through seasons, they explain yeah. it through seasons. And then you generally have a period between three to five days. And Ayurveda can actually tell you if you know your doshas, whether you're pitta, kapha or vata, how many days did you you will be if you're predominantly okay. if you're predominantly one. Uh, I'm pitta, so I'm three days. Um, kapha is up to five days, usually they have a heavier, longer period. Mm -hmm. And vatas are um, scanty, so it can be irregular. Right, yes. It can stop in the middle of it, it can come and go, it's irregular. So the first one to five days is winter. You then go from winter into spring. This is the next, approximately every woman is different, every month is different, we're all unique, and it's unique every month as well. Um, is approximately another seven days, five to seven days. So we're now up to say date 13, 14. And then you, you switch over into summer. And some women will, will recognize this. It's when you're at your most extroverted self. Yeah. So I am on day 13, I am a natural introvert. Uh, although you'll never tell you will never tell when I'm talking about women and menstrual cycles. <laughs> and it's when you most want to be out there. You're fully expressing yourself. You're, you're living your purpose. You're living your, your vision for your life. You're meeting yes, yes, yes to everything in your social calendar. Don't let that woman, though, in charge of your calendar for autumn and winter because she's <laughs> too much into your calendar, right? Um, and in autumn, you start, to, um, you start to draw inwards, actually start to come back into yourself but there's two phases in that because there's one is the you're beginning to nest so you start to do your um your to-do list right you know do you ever find yourself like once a month you might recognize that time where you're like you literally would clear all your emails out of your inbox those tasks that seem to take forever at any other time of the month finally just go chick, 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 off the list uh, you're probably cleaning the house, maybe doing a little bit of batch cooking if you do batch cooking. Yeah. And it's, that's awesome because we're getting ready to nest for winter. Mm, I've recognised all the stages that you've said so far. Yes, it yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you like there's a general pattern for every woman and then you'll find out like um, what's unique to you, like what foods you like what exercise is more ideal at different times of month. Anyway, so you go into winter. Oh, well, just at the last cusp, and this is so, this is how I have tapped into my intuition and started listening to myself. On the cusp of going a few days before your period, there's a moment of clarity and truth and intuition that if you honor that time and slow down a little bit and listen to yourself, you can find out a lot about what is going, what you feel is actually going. I was going to say going right in your life. I, I don't, I don't. That's not necessarily a great phrase to use, but it's where you're happy in life, where you're contented. Yes. Um, and what's really truly meaningful for you, 
Um, and most often you'll find that you have no time for the external world, especially in winter, as you slide into winter, you've no interest in materiality or commerciality or social media. Um, and in an ideal world, as you come into winter, you actually take that time out. Mm. You take at least, can you work from home? Which amazingly now, all employers have learned that working from home actually works. Yeah. So I do, I, I do wish that we would have period days at work, especially in the, either day minus one or day one, because um, it depends how you feel. I sometimes feel very um, grounded on day one, and sometimes I feel very tired. Um, but so that's the cycle. Um, I don't want to, you know, I've re recommended some books there. I don't want to stay on that too long, but I I'd like to explain what it means. So because I, it's like anything, right? Wherever you turn your attention, your energy goes there, right? Yeah. You turn your awareness to it and all of a sudden things shift. Mm. And it, honestly, they shifted so quickly for me. I figured out from um, journaling that I used to drink black tea and I would have mugs of it. Like literally I would have five <laughs> mugs of black tea. And there's caffeine in it, right? I don't drink coffee, but there's a lot of caffeine in it. And I learned that my migraines just stop. I would only get, would get them maybe two or three times a year, but my God, when they came, they came. And by stop drinking black tea the week before my period. So basically allow my, my body to just um, have time to not have to, um, process and digest so much i stopped right, yeah, drinking yeah. black tea um and that stopped the, the migraines but also it was turning towards myself and saying i was just being kinder to myself mm -hmm. right so i wasn't you know i wouldn't go running potentially as as hard or as fast a few days before my period because we need to slide into more yin sweet energy um, I recognized that I, um, I always wanted sweet stuff coming into like winter, yes. like in autumn and winter. And it's because our body actually wants us to slow down. So the, the energy in our body is saying, can you please slow down? And Ayurveda has taught me that sweet foods, and it doesn't have to be, um, I'm not talking about sugar, sweet foods, you know, like sweet potato, mm. rice, um, anything that is sweet for you, dark chocolate, small amounts, that is one of my challenges, small amount. Um, <laughs> dark chocolate is no problem. That, that, that allows us to, to ease into it and allows us to slow down. Like it literally, it sweetens the body so that she can slow down. Right. Which is incredible. There's yeah. an incredible knowledge in that. And, and by listening to it and tapping into it, you're saying, I care about you. I mm. love you. I care about you. I want you to be okay. Um, what else? What else? I guess the, the, I'm trying to think of the other changes that I made. I did become plant-based. Okay. Um, but I, I wasn't that much into meat, but I was with chicken and fish. I became way more conscious about what I was eating. I tried to eat a little bit lighter coming into my period and certainly on my period because it's a detox, right? It's literally yeah, yeah. So are you kind of helping your body to go through that detox process? It would anyway, but you're putting less rubbish for it to have to detox from into yeah. your body and making that easier, right? Yeah. That's, that's it. Because um, what I've learned from Ayurveda is this, right? If we can, the fluctuations of our body, there's two aspects. 
Ayurveda is, an, is a holistic ancient Indian medical healthcare system and it's holistic. So it thinks it knows, like not thinks, it knows everything <laughs> about what modern science is now um, recognizing that our mind and body are connected. Mm. And that, that's only been recognized in the last 10 years, if even, it's only become a mainstream, right? Um, and we need all of all of our, our ancient wisdom, whether it's Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, um, and Western medicine. Um, but Ayurveda calls to me. I feel like I I have been around it in a previous life or something. And it says that if you calm the fluctuations of your body, you can calm the fluctuations of your mind. Mm. And then going back to your your question about purpose, then you can actually, if you can calm the body down so that it is not experiencing so much stress so mm. much foods like constantly eating like if we're constantly snacking and grazing the body is constantly working on that yeah. and then imagine that we all have all the external stimuli as well coming in you know the phone is pinging the emails are pinging you know yeah all the advertisement that comes at us especially now as well we've got a lot of we've got a lot of other energy around with covid um our body needs to digest that there's so much coming at us that um, it's really hard to just expect our body then to, you know, when people say, oh, why don't you meditate? And then it'll, you'll be all fine. You can, get to, you can get to yourself. It's like, it doesn't work like that. Sure it doesn't. It really doesn't. You can't do that. You've got to calm the body down first so that the mind can calm down. And you can do the two of them together. You calm the mind down by understanding your mind and what's going on. And journaling helps that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, anything to get things out of the brain, isn't it? Helps, you know, whether it's, and journaling is fantastic, isn't it? Because you're actually taking, you know, if you're the sort of person that's always got lots going on and, you know, I'm, I'm sort of pointing to the front of my head here because that's, you actually feel it, don't you? When you're, you know, stressed out or you've just got a lot of things to think about and try to remember, it literally is there in the, the prefrontal cortex, isn't it? Sort of filling up and whirling around. And it's only when you, get it out of your head and ideally as you say onto paper journaling it writing lists um you know whatever is appropriate for what what you're needing to do at that time it helps you to not only make sense of it um which we can't do when there's so much going on in our brains but to actually then as you were saying learn from it you know see see patterns and which is how the brain works again isn't it it's recognizing what's going on and what's impacting on us and what you were saying there about so much external stimuli that we have these days compared to the scenario you were talking about earlier with, you know, our parents, grandparents. Yes, they had different stressors, but they were not impacting from the external so much, were they? They were out in the environment. They were using nature. They were living more in cycle and in synchronicity, as you said, with the natural cycles of nature that's around us and whereas now in the modern world every invention every creation seems to be to try to forget about the cycles don't let them kind of interrupt you let's keep going 24 7 let's have shops open let's you know have blue light let's have yes it, technology is great but it's to it should be used to enhance what we already have naturally shouldn't it rather than to batter us from <laughs> from all angles and try to keep going 24 7 which is um impacting so many people you know i i see it all the time i've uh, myself suffered with um burnout and i know you mentioned it earlier and um, yourself mm. 
so it's um yeah trying to get back into those recognizing how our bodies are reacting and responding to to what's going on around us and giving ourselves that time to do yeah that. So, and it's also recognizing that there's a rhythm right like that mm. um one of the biggest things the biggest shifts that i made since i started um studying ayurveda is i wasn't i wasn't recognizing I knew that I loved being outdoors, right? Mm. But I didn't realize to what an extent that like the, what we, what we take in from outside, we are, we are nature. So whatever is nature is doing outside. So if it's really windy outside, my skin gets dry. Guess what, you know, it, and it's that, that la lack of disconnection, I guess. But it's also about that we have, we've lost the rhythm of, we've lost rhythm in our lives so let me give you an example i love talking about poo i could have given you an alert there, <laughs> for anybody stop <laughs> eating your breakfast or your lunch <laughs> one of the ways you can tell whether your your body is healthy is there's two ways your menstrual cycle bleed will tell you mm -hmm. and your poo will also tell you so the menstrual cycle bleed just to go back to that for a second is if it is um um it's 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 a way of cleansing right so we've got immune cells that are in that menstrual blood and if it's going down through our womb our cervix our uterus and out through our, our vagina it actually clears out all anything that's that may be sitting there stagnant any bacteria that's got in there and it's also a mental clear out so we get rid of all of our experiences in that month right yes. and if there's something wrong with your cycle that's your body telling you it's beautiful it's saying oh okay there's something going on here like mm. i personally don't have any pms none i never have pms unless my stress levels go up a bit unless i take too much on right, right. so i have no pms now i have no cramps i've no migraines i am just a little bit tired and i always try and treat myself to a day off sometimes i don't know when it's coming so sometimes i will you know, I still have calls, but sometimes mm. I ring or text person and say, look, I just, I'm not able for it today. So our body tells us, and it's the same with our elimination, Elim elimination, whether it's menstrual cycle bleed or the coming back to your, your daily poo, is I wasn't going to the toilet every day. And I knew that other people were around me. But that was my reality and my normality, right? So I just, yeah. I just didn't know it was. I just didn't know. You didn't right? think to question it. So. No, um, which now I, I feel like you know, what the? Um, <laughs> okay, so, you know, um, it was my normal. The same way as the menstrual cycle for pain and all of that. I accepted that for so long and didn't question it. I guess. So now, um, so I was going like every second day, maybe, and sometimes it was maybe three days. But what I learned was in my very first week of studying Ayurveda is you need to go every day. And you need to go once a day in the morning, ideally. And what you're doing is you're clearing out the body and you feel lighter for it. You're getting rid of all the toxins. And that rhythm says to the body, everything is okay. And mm. it's the feedback from the body saying, you know, we're, we're starting off really good here today, right? We're starting yes. off with some space. We're starting off with clearing out everything that's, that's happened from yesterday food and emotional wise um, and we start afresh and the other thing about the rhythm is that certainly for vata and pittas and if you if you want can we put some uh, a link to uh, actually absolutely yeah in the yeah, show notes we'll link to the books that you mentioned earlier okay. and 
anything else that's referenced yeah yeah so i've just written an article about what is ayurveda um and in it there's a link um to finding out what your dosha is which is what your what is your constitution mm. everyone is made up of three energies three forces and most people have are have two one predominant one and a second one and for people that are vata and pitta they need rhythm that includes me i am pitta vata and i need rhythm i need my breakfast in the morning i need to have my main meal at lunch or that's ideal because it's when our metabolism is at the highest and can digest quickest mm. and most efficient and then you have a smaller soup supper in the evening and the reason that the rhythm is important is it calms down our body. The body goes, oh, you're going to feed me around the same time? Oh, and we're going to have lunch at the same time. Oh, you really are taking care of me. And then she can go and do, I, I, you know, I'm a woman, so I call her she, and I talk to my soul and my heart. But all of me can then go, oh, okay, I'm going to be fed. I'm going to be felt healthily as much organic as I can. Um, and food that I can easily digest. So I'm not wasting my energy on digestion. I'm eating good, healthy food. It's regular. So now she's like, oh, I feel calmer. Yes. And now I can do the things that I really want to do. And I can create a little bit of space that I might find um, more time to connect with myself. Mm. I might find a little bit of space in my diary because I've got rhythm. And, I, you know, you can, you can set up like... Uh, trigger habits so you know the way you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth sure and then you might do something else but maybe that's the moment that you find another little five minutes for yourself mm. and it's not having the cup of coffee because that doesn't help her to calm down uh, and to, to be at ease but it's finding then little moments so that we can find our dharma the dharma is word for purpose and choose ultimately katie it's about choosing the life you want right it's, it it's is, choosing yeah. to be happy that, yeah. and content and a, a life of joy and of choice and it could, this is where it comes back to it's about you we all have options we yeah. can choose consciously but it's really hard to choose consciously when we've got all this when we're putting the needs of others in front of our own and it doesn't matter if you've got a family um, or kids You've got to put, still have to, even if it's five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you know the analogy. I use it with clients all the time um, in similar scenarios of the, you know, the oxygen mask on a plane. You know, that is so reason we're told it every time we fly and reminded is because, you know, if, if we're not looking after ourselves, we can't look after our dependents, can we? You know, whether that's a child or a um, spouse or um, parents aging parents you know whoever it might be we need to look after ourselves don't we and I love that mm -hmm. the expression you said earlier about you know we've just got to be kinder to ourselves and recognize take those moments because five minutes is is nothing is it and mm -hmm. taking five minutes to just be quiet and listen like you did on the bathroom floor and just recognizing and connecting right I'm here to listen and what do you need what do you want how can I look after you and me, as you're saying, the soul and um, all aspects of ourselves? We've got to just take that time to step back and start to listen, quieten down the external noise and listen yeah. to what's going on internally. Yeah, and I think there's like, I went, I did a mindfulness course, I don't know how many years ago, and they told us, they started us off with like, 
So you do first after like the second week. It was an eight or 12 week program. Mm. I can't remember which. And like within the second week, I think they were saying, so you find 45 minutes in the day and you either sit down or lie down. And you're like, what the heck? Like who can find <laughs> 45 minutes? I have like way more time than I used to have. I have created more time. But I, it's just not feasible. So now I, I say to women, because like, so we have women's circles now in back to self-mentoring. Um, and we, this is what we talk about. How can we find ourselves? How can we be ourselves? How can we really connect with ourselves? And I love active meditations because active meditations are actually more feminine. They're more suited to us. And they're especially more suited to women that um, might be more vata and type, you know, where you've got a lot of movement and just can't sit down and calm the mind enough that it becomes mm. more frustrating than it is. So like, um, this morning I just danced. I put on some music and I didn't, I didn't go for a run and I didn't do yoga and I didn't meditate, but I danced just inside in my room, put a little bit of lovely flowing music on. Please, no heavy metal, that is not good. Or <laughs> <laughs> something that's too loud. It's got to be nice and gentle and literally just moved my body so that the energy is able to flow freely through my body and that mm. I'm breathing through it. You know, it can be anything. It's, you know, I also massaged my ears this morning. Mm. Like, like literally, you just pull your ears just a little bit gently, put your hand fingers in. I massage almost on a daily basis my whole body. And if, if I could leave one thing, I remember I was, um, I was recommended this by a woman who studies Ayurveda on my yoga teacher training last year. I, I did the yoga teacher training for myself. And I said to her, how can I connect more with myself? Like, how can I really, really? And she said, do self-massage. And I, I remember, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And thinking to myself, what the heck is she on about? Like, seriously, self-massage. Self <laughs> so anyway, I think, a hand on the end of a long wooden stick that you're going to. Without like going for a massage every like, which I was never that into, which again is another way of like not, you know, I think we've mixed up in society, like touch and sexuality and sensuality and touching ourselves is okay. Like rubbing your shoulder, you're mm. rubbing yourself when you're a little bit upset, putting your hands to your heart and saying, are you okay? Like that's how I started this morning inside in bed. What do you need? How are you doing? I love you. It's okay. Mm. But the self-massage, that took me months to let it percolate. And so now what I do is I have sesame oil because mixture of sesame oil and sunflower oil. As we move into summer, you, you can go to coconut oil because it's more cooling. Right. Um, but for winter, it sets me on. And I've, I put like, I used to have wild orange in it, which you smell like Terry's orange chocolate. It's oh, lovely. <laughs> I would just want to drink that or lick myself all over once it I was. know. And at the moment, because I use it in the morning, uh, it's peppermint oil. Oh, okay. uh, it's in, it's in, sorry, it's um, doTERRA's essential oil, basically. Yes. Whatever, high quality, well-sourced essential oil. A few drops into it mix it up and it's there for it's just in a, in a container and it takes me five minutes but I literally rub all over and I'm saying to myself thank you hands thank you shoulders thank you body you know thank you mm. my digestion rub, rubbing my my stomach in, in a circle and clockwise um because that's the way your digestive tract goes yeah um you know rubbing your legs it, if there was one thing to connect to yourself and if you find it hard actually to touch your body which some people do some women do start with no oil 
and do it over your clothes because that even stimulates your cells and gets your energy going right mm, yeah um, that probably is my favorite favorite ritual or practice it's my it's my um i feel cocooned after i feel loved as well right yes it's lovely. And you don't need to be going to anyone for it and you you can have an hour's one maybe you know on a sunday if, if, you've got, if the house is warm enough put on the heating put on a bit of nice music and a candle and treat yourself mm. shower afterwards or it can be a five minute practice in the morning i don't put on my face um, i don't put oil on my face mm. but everywhere else it's yeah. lovely yeah and we're human beings we're meant to be we're meant to have touch aren't we we're meant to say touch ourselves touch each other we get so yeah. much from that don't we and and i think i don't know if um you know whether if we'll still be in lockdown um for how much longer but that touch that so many people and the connection that so many people are missing from having with with others you know from, with loved ones with friends with family members that aren't in the same household just being able to as you say just rubbing your arms or you know just i think that's such a great tip to give that self massage and giving yourself the contact the touch that our bodies mm. so so need and can really help then to feel better can't we like you said earlier the connection between body and mind yeah if our body feels better it's sending all the right signals back to the the brain to help us feel emotionally and mentally better so um yeah no it's a great tip thank yeah. you yeah. yeah and you feel calm right like the whole all of this is about um if you're not like i hear so much from the women in the community and our community is incredible um i don't have time i don't mm. feel connected to myself i don't know how to even find five minutes i don't like it's it's there's so many demands on women um and that's also a story that's repeated probably too often yes almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it as well it is i'm too busy i'm stressed you know if you use those words continuously guess what you are right whereas instead you go oh, i can't wait to have my five minutes myself and then i can go and see my family or start my day because you know that if you start the day running around the place you, that that five minutes is so hard to come back isn't it yes yeah um, but yeah i think i think it's about nourishing ourselves and i think nourishing ourselves might be seen as a selfish act um and it's not it's the most probably important thing we can do and also show our children how to do that you know rather than over scheduling them and running them here there and everywhere mm. this time that everyone has had at home has been okay it might have been probably for some maybe a little bit too much time and it might be hard for some but for the majority kids are getting to know their parents right yeah, it's, it's lovely they're, isn't it yeah and they're yeah. getting to know what it feels like to slow down a bit mm. and to see their parents maybe more relaxed hopefully as well that yeah. this is, and this is possible um, and i think it's a lovely time to find those few minutes for yourself that's it it's, it's taking the opportunity and going back to what you said earlier about the choice isn't it yes we could we could to all intents and purposes still live almost the same as we were before if if we try to fill our day with too many things but i think it's given us that opportunity to and i think that's the same with people when they go on a holiday they'll take a mini break but then fill it with doing lots of you know seeing the, the country they've gone to or cramming you know lots of socializing in or you know just filling the diary where actually when it's an enforced you 
you have to be quiet. You can't go out. You can't see people every five minutes. And even if you are working, I, I've noticed even, you know, I'm continuing to work, but my days and evenings feel longer because I don't have to be in any particular place mm. at any particular time. And, and it does just feel a nicer, calmer environment. And, and yeah, seeing, I'm seeing my son more. We're seeing each other and we're, you don't feel the pressure to kind of make the most of the few moments that you do see each other either because you feel like you've got the time to just do what feels right for each of you as well which and is such a gift isn't really it lovely really lovely yeah and mm. and just choosing to use that time how it suits you best as well and going back to the the reference to you know taking five minutes out to just listen what what can we do in these extra half an hour that we've got in the evening what do we want to do what feels right you know makes you feel so much better doesn't it to actually choose and be in charge of sort of knowing that you have that control that opportunity to say how do I want to spend this time what's going to feel really good to me right now yeah and we have we have the freedom to choose mm. this is what we forget because we say that time runs away from us or the um that oh, I've got so much on, but actually we're choosing in 24 hours, there's a lot of minutes in there, right? Mm -hmm. And we have the privilege, most of us have the privilege to choose, but all of us, to some extent, can choose ourselves. And this is where, come, this is where I guess there's a certain responsibility to, you have the choice. It's choosing to, to actually want to spend a little bit of time to yourself and prioritize yourself. Um, mm. It is about prioritizing yourself. Can I read something? To, I'm reading this Absolutely. book. Absolutely. I'm reading a book at the moment. It's called um, Balance Your Hormones, Balance Your Life. I'm, I'm in, she studied, her, her name is Dr. Claudia Welch, and she um, studies, um, she's a doctor in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and um, has a, a complete appreciation for Western medicine. But I was reading it yesterday and um, I thought, oh, this is just perfect for what we're talking about and for the women that are listening. So she's this, the end of this chapter is about understanding the yin and yang and our, our hormones and that our hormones basically are, are rule everything. Mm. Um, and she said, imagine if as girls and young women, we were educated in how to protect, appreciate and nourish our yin. What if we were taught how to manage stress to avoid overusing and depleting yang through excess demands on our hormones. By the time you reach 35, about halfway into the second stage of life, we would be well-established in lives that reflected our values, lives that were full but peaceful. We would have some foresight and begin to slow down as we moved forward. We would stop and smell the roses. We would enjoy our lives. How many 35-year-old women do you know who live like that? Preparing for a healthy second half of life would not only pave the way for a more pleasant menopause and retirement, it could enhance the quality of the first half of our lives. It could keep our bones and our hearts strong, our breasts healthy, our choices true. It could help us find our destinies and love our lives. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that beautiful? Really. And I think... A lot of our listeners would be able to resonate with a lot of those words. I know I did. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's um, balance the hormones, balance your life with Claudia Welch, Dr. Claudia Welch. Um, and I think it kind of sums up. She she some she she can uh, summarize it much more eloquently than I have. But that's essentially what it's that is what we're here for. Mm. Like we're here to have a you know to to enjoy life. And also, I believe very very strongly that we're also here to fulfill a purpose. We're all here mm. on the planet for something. And yeah. it's not it's not necessarily um, you know it's not to be you know the Jacinda Ardens. Not everyone can be that it can be the women that are you know bringing life into the world it can be the women that are nursing that are the teachers actually you know all it can be anything it, it's it's different it's about being kind to ourselves and being kind to others yeah um, and going back to almost your first point about us all being equal we're all here we're all humans and there's no you know the Jacinda Ahern's aren't any better than the the people providing the support or you know being mm -hmm. the, the stay-at-home mums and bringing children into the world it's it's what we bring with those roles it's sharing our gifts that are unique and the way that we bring them um, to the world is unique as well and and it all is as important as each other um, yeah. and I think that's really summarized everything we so well the um the passage you just read there that paragraph was lovely and i think it really encapsulates everything that you've just shared you know with our listeners and I've, I've really enjoyed listening to all of it and we'll put all of the references to books and um the pdf or the book that you mentioned earlier as well into the um oh the how to find out your dosha type yes yes we'll put all of those yeah. links into the show notes so that people can find those easily but um but I just wanted to thank you so much for, for being on here today and sharing so your background, your history and all the reasons that uh, brought you to where you are today in helping women to connect with themselves and find out who they are and what their dharma or purpose in life is. So thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Katie. It's been wonderful. Thank it you. really has. Thank you. Pleasure. And um, I look forward to, I'm sure we'll be talking again because when we get together, <laughs> we could talk for hours, couldn't we? <laughs> no, something else. <laughs> so as Good I say, we'll put all of those. Sorry. Good, meaningful conversations we have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And with so many common elements, you know, that we've even uncovered today in this episode. So we'll put all the details, as mentioned, in the show notes. So you should be able to find um, all the books that Susan's referenced and also how to connect with Susan directly if you so wish as well so on that note thank you so much thank you for listening in and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you again soon bye